My message is titled, Take Back What's Yours. Turn to somebody real quick and encourage them and tell them, take back what's yours. There's something special about that statement, right? There's something really special about that statement when it's applied to God's word. And I just want to take a few minutes before we go back to worship because I want everybody here in the house of the Lord, everybody watch, watching online to understand the victory and that joy that we were singing about and the importance of knowing that that joy is found fully in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. John chapter 15, you can write it down, you can go there, but I'm going to move a, a, along quite quickly so that uh, I can get to uh, really... The, the point that I want to get to through a particular story uh, in Old Testament scripture, but I want to give you some New Testament scripture that ties to that. And this is good news, what I'm giving you. John chapter 15, verse 9. Jesus said himself, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, which means if you obey me, if you put your trust in me, if you go to my word and live your life according to my word, you will abide in my love because it's from the word that you realize how much God loves you. And the more I read this word, the more I appreciate the love that I find from Jesus Christ. And it satisfies my soul. This is why it's important that if you're going to walk with Jesus, if you're going to put your faith in Jesus, you have to live and breathe this word. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. The commandment from the Father was for Jesus to come and rescue you and I. The commandment from the Father to his Son was, I need you to go down, put on flesh, you're going to go to a cross, you're going to pay their sin debt in full, we're going to give them my spirit, and they're going to come alive in you, Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. And so the Bible says this, in verse 11, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Full. Not halfway full, but full. This kind of joy comes from Jesus Christ when you receive him as Lord and Savior. Now, the Bible also says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then Jesus went on to say, but I have come that you might have life and more abundantly. Jesus made it very clear that there is a thief, someone that's trying to take away what belongs to you. That is the devil himself. Believe it or not, but there is a real devil. There is this dude named Satan. You don't got to be afraid of him because when you call on the name of Jesus, he runs like a coward. But if, but if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ, then you are putting yourself in a position where you might be robbed of what belongs to you. Because he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's come to steal your joy. He's come. He roams the earth seeking whom he may devour. That's what scripture says. He wants to kill your dreams. He wants to destroy your purpose. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your life. But Jesus came that you might have life and life more abundantly. Fullness of joy. 
not half, but fullness of joy. If you would but just come to the king and receive the fullness of joy. Come just as you are. Put your faith in God. Trust in God. Because it's only in God that you will be able to take back what is yours. Now there's an interesting story that I've read many a time over the years. And I've not been able to fully understand why we had this story or why it was given to us. Besides the simple fact that there was a man named Solomon who is considered to be the wisest man to ever walk the face of the earth. And there's this interesting story in 1 Kings chapter 3. And you can go there if you want or you can just listen. I'm sure even if you just listen, you're going to find this quite interesting. The Bible says two prostitutes came to the king and they stood before him. The one woman said, oh, my Lord, this woman and I live in the same house and I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. Then on the third day after I gave birth, this woman also gave birth and we were alone. There was no one else with us in the house. Only we two were in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she rolled on top of him. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your servant slept and laid him at her breast and laid her dead son at my breast. When I rose up in the morning to nurse my child, behold, he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning, behold, he was not the child that I had born. But the other woman said, no, the living child is mine and the dead child is yours. The first said, no, the dead child is yours and the living child is mine. Thus they spoke before the king. Then the king said, the one says, this is my son that is alive and your son is dead. The other says, no, but your son is dead and my son is the living one. And the king said, bring me a sword. So a sword was brought before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two. Give half to the one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was alive said to the king, because her heart yearned for her son. Her heart cried out for her son. Her heart pleaded for life. Oh, my Lord. Give her the living child and by no means put him to death. But the other said, he shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide him. Then the king answered and said, give the living child to the first woman and by no means put him to death. She is his mother. And all Israel heard of the judgment that the king had rendered. And they stood in awe of the king. Because they perceived that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. Before Satan was thrown from heaven, he was a high-ranking angel. A pretty impressive guy. The Bible tells us that every instrument was built inside of him. Wood, brass, percussion, I mean, if you want to talk about a skilled musician, it was this guy, Lucifer, a.k.a. Satan, a.k.a. the devil. But my man was so good at what he did in heaven that pride rose up in his heart. 
And that pride being a sin against God. And God was in no way and no how going to share his throne with Mr. Lucifer, the brilliant musician. So Lucifer and one third of the angels who thought that he was an incredible guy, thinking that he was going to tour the universe. Well, there went that tour plan. And Lucifer and all those angels were thrown out. And he lost his glorious position. That which was birthed in him died. That which he loved and relished, he placed above God. And he was thrown out of heaven. And so he went from roaming the heavens with this high-ranking position to now roaming the earth, seeking whom he may destroy. A thief trying to take what's yours. Here were two women, two prostitutes, imperfect, failed, flawed. Both of them gave birth to a baby, a beautiful little bundle of joy, which we often refer to when we talk about infants and babies. Oh, Look at the little bundle of joy. Oh, so sweet. You ever notice how we'll say those kind of things when we're not sure how to react to the baby? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, 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 bundle of joy. Meanwhile, the snot's just coming all up and down their nose. You wondering why the mama ain't wiped the baby's nose. You don't know. So, so precious. But, but, but truthfully, a baby does represent a bundle of joy. The baby represents life. The baby represents new life. The baby represents a gift, a gift from God. Now here is a prostitute who accidentally rolled over her child and the baby died in the night, but as quickly as life as quickly as the gift was taken from her, immediately, jealousy, envy, deception rose up in the heart of this person, representing everything that is evil, representing that who wants to steal from you. And so in the midnight hour, in the middle of the night, she takes the dead baby and puts it underneath this woman and, and then takes the baby that's alive and, and steals what doesn't belong to her. And so when the mother wakes up in the morning and sees this dead baby and realizes, wait a second, this is not my child. The light comes in in this little apartment and she's like, this ain't, this ain't my baby. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Give me back my baby. <laughs> give, me, give me back my baby. This ain't your baby. And I don't know what happened next, but at some point, they decided to get to the king. Because the only way you're going to get back what was taken from you is to get to the king. Don't take it to the streets. 
don't waste your breath fussing and fighting and carrying on on the phone and texting somebody mad at your boss and mad because your career ain't going right and mad because life is doing you wrong. The only way you're going to get back what God has given you is to get to the king. They show up. King Solomon's sitting there. They're going back and forth. The thief, deception, well-crafted words. The thief has a way of making it sound like it's real. It's right. And so the thief is there and the real mama's there. And the thief says, oh, this, this is my baby. Yeah, belongs to me. That's exactly the way the thief thinks right now towards you and I. I got you. I got everything that you hope for. It belongs to me. You see, there's a spiritual fight that's going on over your life right now. You can't see it in the natural, but there is a spirit realm where there is a war going on. And that war is an effort to either snatch life from you or to protect you and give you the life that belongs to you. But you've got to do your part tonight. You've got to surrender to Jesus. You've got to go to the king. You've got to put your faith in God. You've got to cry out for what you know is the truth. You've got to look to God. Sometimes we will withdraw because we feel like we don't deserve to go to the king. Some of us have, excuse me for saying this, but here's the truth in accordance to the word. Some of us have a prostitute mentality, feeling like I don't deserve to go to the king. Everything that I have touched has gone wrong. I have this sense of knowing that this is the joy given to me, but I, I look back at my track record. I look back at my past and I'm a mess. And so I don't think I have the right to pray tonight. I don't think I have the right to read the Bible. I, I hardly understand it. I feel like if I read something, I'm going to get it wrong the next day. But when you go to the king, you go just as you are and you trust that the king is going to be merciful and gracious. And if you walk in obedience to his word, his love will be given to you and you will abide in his love and truth will prevail over the thief that wants to steal what's been given to you. So they go back and forth. One voice is deception. The other voice is a desperate cry for mercy. Here comes the clincher, the key moment. Solomon says, get me a sword. You know, because the word is like a two-edged sword that cuts and divides right down to the marrow, to the bone. Because it's, it's God's word that cuts through and begins to make clear who's going to walk in truth and who's going to listen to the voice of deception. 
I go to the word not because I always get it right. I go to the word because I know the king is going to respond to me with grace. I go to the word and I, I say, yes, God, I believe in your word. Yes, God, I believe in the truth of the gospel. Yes, God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I don't have it always right. I'm going to make some mistakes, but I know that truth will prevail if I put my life and surrender my life in accordance to this word. God, you're going to take care of me. And some of you tonight, maybe you've come into God's house and you're at this point now where you've been listening to the lies of the thief. The one who's trying to kill you, destroy, steal from you, steal your joy, steal your bundle of joy, steal your life, steal your emotions, steal your sanity. And the king says, give me that sword. I don't believe Solomon had any intention of cutting that baby in half. But in the brilliance of his wisdom, he knew that that sword was going to draw out the truth. Give me a sword. I believe he just said it, just threw it out there. Not, not, nothing dramatic. Uh, give me a sword. Let's just divide the baby in half. The one can have one. The other one can have the other one. And a true, surrendered, broken, willing individual cries out and says, please, please don't do that. Don't, don't do that. No, 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 no. It doesn't make sense to have half because the joy that was given to me was full. I don't want half. No, 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 don't, 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 don't cut me short. King, don't cut me short. King, I want, I want the fullness of joy. King, I, don't, I, don't, I can't go halfway. I need to go all the way. King, I believe that this is a gift for me. I, I believe, God, you bless me with this gift. I believe that life is, has been given to me in life more abundantly. I can't go just halfway. I got to go all the way. Give me the fullness of joy. Don't cut the baby in half. Don't, 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 don't. Don't, don't take away from me what, what I know belongs to me. Don't. You see, the enemy is, he's okay with you and I just going halfway in this journey of faith. The devil's okay with you just going to church from time to time. He doesn't want you to experience the fullness of joy because that will expose who he is as a liar, a thief, a killer, a destroyer. He prefers that you go halfway to your church thing on Sunday, but you, you're okay out in the world through the rest of the week. Matter of fact, come on out on Friday nights to just whatever Times Square Church does and get involved. But Saturday night, do your thing out in the world. It was the voice of the enemy that is represented when this woman said, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. That's cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. She can have half. I'll have the other half. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is the devil himself speaking, saying to this generation today, have half. You give me half, you can have your other half. You do church from time to time, then you can do the world from time to time. You can do your religion thing, but don't have a relationship with God because if you have a relationship with God, you'll experience the fullness of joy and you'll find out that this whole world is going to lead you to hell.
The thief. The thief who says, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't, 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 don't take it too serious. Just split it down the middle. And when you have a desperate cry for the fullness of joy, the king will expose the lie of the enemy. When there is a desperate cry, when you come to recognize the truth of the gospel, when you come to realize that the only way I can do life is to surrender myself to Jesus Christ, when you come to the truth and the knowledge of the power of the cross, Jesus didn't die on the cross halfway. He surrendered his life completely. He was stripped naked on the cross. He didn't do a halfway job. He didn't split it down somewhere saying, I need you to work some things out and then I'll partially die on the cross of you. No, he paid the sin debt in full. While you and I were yet sinners, Christ died for me. Hallelujah. Oh, devil, you a liar. Give that baby to that woman. Let's take back what the devil stole from you tonight. Take back what's yours. Take back your life. Take back your joy. Take back your peace. Take back your victory. And that victory comes only by way of Jesus Christ. Take back your purpose. Take back your destiny. Take back your dreams. Take back the impossible. Because the impossible is made possible when you have this fullness of joy that's been given to you in the power and faith of Jesus Christ. Take back what's yours. Take back what's yours. But there has to be a desperate cry. There has to be a desperate cry for truth. There has to be a desperate cry for the gospel, for the good news of Jesus Christ. Some of you have settled for a split. You've settled. Because maybe you have, maybe before even getting to the king, You've been out on the street going back and forth, hustling and trying to make the deal happen, and trying to work out what you think is right for you. And some of you have made your battle with man. We don't fight flesh and blood. We fight these, these principalities and powers. Brothers and sisters, we fighting demons out here on the streets of New York City. And so when you think that you're making some type of push or maybe you're feeling like you're resisting in your own strength, some, some of you out here are swinging in the air because that's what it looks like when you think your fight is against people, not realizing that it is the thief, the thief that's come in the midnight hour, the thief that went, slid up underneath you and has taken everything that belongs to you. Some of you need to change roommates. I got to be careful not to teach what I just preached. But if you go back, the two were roommates. Don't allow deception to become your roommate. Don't allow sin. Don't allow jealousy. Don't allow perversion. Don't allow darkness to become a roommate in your life. It's time to make some changes. You see, we sang that song by the hand of the Almighty. I've been set free, right? 
The hand of the Almighty does not want to cast judgment. The hand of the Almighty does not want to condemn you. The hand of the Almighty wants to save you. The hand of the Almighty wants to give you the baby. The judgment of the Lord is merciful and gracious. Give me the baby, Lord. Give me the bundle of joy. Give me peace of mind. Give me freedom. Give me victory. I don't want half. I want full. I want the fullness of joy. Take back what's yours. Would you take back what's yours? And the only way to do that is to surrender your life completely to Jesus. Stop swinging in the air. Just get to the king tonight. Let's get to the king. Let's get to the king. Take back what's yours. Take back what's yours. Let's get to the king. Take back, take back. Hey, you know, listen. In the club, when we go to concerts, we don't sit. We never sit. Matter of fact, out in the world, when there's a show, when there's a show, everyone tries to get that ticket that brings you into the front. Everybody rushes to the front. When, it, when the venue opens up, the only superstar right now is the king. There's no ticket sales tonight. It's free admission. And I want to pray with you after this song. So I'm going to invite anybody who wants to get a little closer. And this altar call represents you and I coming to the front and saying, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to stop trying to fight through life myself. I don't have it right, but I'm going to the king. And tonight I'm going to take back what's mine. I'm tired. Tired of living my life in depression. I'm tired of living my life with addiction. I'm tired of living my life feeling like I can't go on. I'm tired of the enemy showing up in my house in the midnight hour, robbing me of my peace and my mind and my sanity. Tonight, you go to the king. Tonight, you ask for the fullness of joy. It will not be divided tonight. Take back what's yours. So I'm invite you to come to the front. We're going to get our worship on and the victory is yours in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray a prayer up here and I'm, I'm not going to feed you every word because I want it to be genuinely from you. And I'm going to give you an idea of what to pray in faith. Whatever it is in your personal life that the enemy has come in and robbed from you, take it back now in your prayer. But call on the name of Jesus because the only way you can take back what's yours is a life surrendered to Jesus Christ in faith. So you say, Jesus, give me back my whatever it is. Jesus, give me back my peace. Jesus, give me back my joy. 
Jesus, give me back my purpose. I know there's a young generation out here that feels like I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do when I'm done with college. I don't even know what I'm going to do when I go to college. I, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life now. Give me peace of mind. Give me purpose. The enemy has come in and robbed us of peace and it's left us confused and trying to figure out what's next. And it happens to all of us. Uh, you know, my, my son, he's 18. And, and thank God he, he's, he's going to community college. But the very thought, and I'm just being honest with you, but the very thought of, of realizing, wait, 18 years have gone by. And he's going off to college. Did, did I do enough? Did, did I say everything I was supposed to say? Like, is he going to be all right when he gets out there? Do I got to run up on a school and, and, and just stalk him, you know, and try to protect him? Like, you know, and then you, the reality is my two girls are getting older and, and, and life is changing. And I find myself like dealing sometimes with this, a bit of this angst, this kind of like, man, did I do enough as a parent? You know, like, the, you know what I'm talking about? This is all those fears and like, and, and I just was reading this passage of scripture through this week and I realized, man, wow, the enemy is just so ugly with his schemes and his, 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 his maneuvers to try to come in and rob me of my joy as if I don't have a king that I can go to and cry out and go, God, keep my children. God, protect my son. Oh God. Protect my daughters. Oh God, give them the fullness of joy. Give me the fullness of joy. Give my wife the fullness of joy. We have every right to go to the king just as we are. So I want to invite you right now, wherever you are here in God's house, from the balcony to the main floor, go to the king right now. In your own words, go to the king. Let me, let me tell you, when you're desperate, it might look a little sloppy. You better believe that when that woman walked up in there in front of Solomon, she was desperate. Like, don't, don't. Don't give me all. Give it to me, Lord. And so what it is, whatever it is, church, I need you to begin to pray. Just extend your hand right now. Ivory, could you pray? Could you pray for them as they're praying their prayer? But could you pray for them? You begin to speak now. Jesus, come in. Jesus, I surrender to you. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I put my trust in you. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, give me fullness of joy. Jesus, give me back my peace. Give me back my mind. Give me back my joy. Give me back my purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I thank you that your ear is not short. Your ear is not deaf that you can't hear and your arm is not short that it won't reach and touch your people, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that your heart is for every single person in this house. Those who are at the altar, those who are in their seats. God, you see every heart. You see every tear. You see every broken heart, Lord God. And you are not, you don't despise us for that, God. You said that a broken and a contrite spirit you would not despise, Lord God. Lord, you said that a bruised reed you would not break and a, and, a, and a smoking flax you would not quench, Lord God. That is your word. So we stand on your word and we ask you, oh God, that you would come, Lord, and touch every single person here, God, that is broken. Those who have had their joy stolen from them, God. Those who have been searching for peace, oh God. Searching desperately for peace. Needing sleep, oh God. Some are being tormented 
it, oh God. God, I ask, Lord, in the power in the name of Jesus that you would break the torment in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said you give your beloved sleep. Give them sleep tonight in the name of Jesus. God, you said you give us joy. It is the fruit of the Spirit, oh God. It is a gift from you, Lord. We ask you for joy, oh God, that you would give us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, oh God. I pray for every person that is dealing with depression in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we cry out to you. We cry out to you, Lord God. We've turned to everywhere else. We can't find joy. We can't find peace. But we come to you in the name of Jesus. And I ask, oh God, that you would break the power of the enemy. Break the stronghold in Jesus' name. Devil, you have no power here. You have no victory here. We belong to Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. God, we look to you and only you. Oh God, reach out your hand. Reach out your hand, oh God, and give peace. Give healing. Give strength. Give joy. Give sound mind. Sound thinking. Stability of heart. Make us stable, oh God. And give us purpose. Give us vision for the future, God. Your word says without vision, the people perish. But God, open our eyes. Give us vision. Speak to us. Show us your plan for our lives. God, we recognize it's a journey with you. We don't just snap your fingers and we're there. It's a journey with you, God. So we will take hold of your hand. And like the song says, we will walk in victory. We are already seated in high places like your word says. We're already seated in victory. So now, God, we will walk it out in Jesus' name. We will walk it out in faith. God, we trust you. We trust you. We look to you, oh God. Lift up our eyes. Lift up our countenance, oh God. For we will yet praise you. Oh God, we, pray, we thank you. In Jesus' name. We're almost done. But the Holy Spirit just really impressed upon my heart as, as Ivory was praying. Someone here has been robbed of their dignity. You are in a relationship and you were left deeply wounded, embarrassed, and hurt. And you have struggled to get over that. You've been robbed of your dignity. But I want to remind you this evening that when Jesus went to the cross, his blood was poured out for you and I, and his blood washes and cleanses from all sin and from all unrighteousness. And when you and I are clothed in the righteousness of God, you are made a new person. And it's because of the cross 
it's then that you're able to take back what's yours. So Lord, I just pray right now for whoever that young man is or that young lady is that is still struggling with the shame and the embarrassment. I pray right now, oh God, that you would heal. Give them back their dignity. Clothe them now with the robe of righteousness. I pray, Lord God, that they would be able to once again lift their head. I pray, Lord God, that they would find healing and forgiveness at the cross. Wash over them now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.